Kromholz and I'm delighted to bring to you today the sixth edition and the final edition of our podcast series about the Truth and Brand Map South African Loyalty Landscape for 2019-2020. This white paper is brought to you through a collaboration between Truth and Brand Map and Brand Map is an independent, the largest independent annual survey in South Africa. They use almost 29,000 respondents and these respondents have an average household income of 10,000 rand or more. The reason we state this is because it represents effectively approximately 82% of the income generated in South Africa, which therefore dominates the areas in which loyalty programs will be used. In this sixth podcast, what we focus on today is a very strategic question around, do loyalty programs actually influence behaviour? Any of us who are involved in loyalty program creation or running a loyalty program know that it's a significant investment. It's an investment in time, in energy, and obviously in money. That's not just the money that's given away as rewards, but in money to create the loyalty program, to create the team that runs the loyalty program, to create the systems architecture platform upon which the loyalty program runs. So this is not a short-term campaign that we embark upon when we do loyalty programs. It's significant investment and therefore we need to know, does this actually mean that we're going to get a return on investment? Do we get a change of behaviour because of the loyalty program investment? We're often asked at Truth around, well, what can be seen as incremental revenue change? And depending on the company sector or geographical location or maturity of the market, we can see numbers to the effect of 2 to 6% incremental revenue change. We've seen this time and time again, but obviously it depends on a number of different factors. So I wouldn't want to pinpoint exactly on one percentage. But let's actually talk about the consumer behavior change due to loyalty programs. So we asked the question, does the loyalty program change your behavior across the following indicators? Where you shop, the products you buy, where you buy fuel, where you bank, and the brands that you support. Now, interestingly, 24% of respondents said all of the above. So in the white paper, you'll see that we have split where I shop, the products I buy, where I buy fuel, and where I bank by the number of respondents. But we need to add to that 24% of consumers are saying, well, actually, all of the above. So taking into account what I've just said, 91% of users of loyalty programs are saying, yes, it does influence where I shop. 91%, that's a phenomenally high number. That gives indication to organizations that run loyalty programs that if they get it right and get all the factors right, they can actually significantly shift the behavior of customers in terms of their choice of where they shop. Next, we see the products I buy. 62% of consumers who use loyalty programs are influenced by loyalty programs in terms of, therefore, the products that they buy. So once they've chosen their store, within the store, you might see particular offers for loyalty program members, three for two for members or 20% off for members in terms of the actual products they buy. So great shift of behavior once they're actually inside a store. The next indicator is where I buy fuel. So there we see 61% of users of loyalty programs are influenced in terms of where they buy fuel because of a loyalty program. 
And let's not underestimate the explosion in the South African market recently in fuel rewards. We've really seen a great expansion of fuel rewards across all of the different forecourt competitive brands in South Africa. The next indicator is where I bank, and we see 56% of respondents who use loyalty programs are saying, yes, loyalty programs do influence where I bank. So these numbers are overwhelming in terms of stating that loyalty programs do influence behavior. And that is a very strong indicator that we all want to actually believe in if we're going to do the investment to create a loyalty program, but more importantly, to keep running a loyalty program. We always say that actually building the loyalty program and getting it to launch may seem like a lot of work and may seem like an enormous investment, but that's just the start of it. The real work starts once you've launched and once your customers are signed up to the program. Remember, we go back to the influences of a 12-month member engagement plan, using your data to create personalized offers. All of that is where the work really takes place, not just creating the initial value proposition and launching a phenomenally wonderful program, but actually keeping your members engaged, excited, and continue to influence. So remember, you might influence them where they shop, but you need to continue to influence the products they buy once they're within the store. So I hope this final episode that we bring to you has really wrapped up the white paper series in the sense of, is all of this effort worthwhile? And we strongly believe that it is. Not because we at Truth believe so, but because the South African consumer who use loyalty programs, and just a reminder, that's 72% of South Africans use loyalty programs, they are saying so in the loyalty white paper that it does significantly influence their behavior in terms of where they shop, what products they buy, where they buy fuel and where they bank. So thank you for listening to our series of white paper podcasts from Truth Behind Loyalty. You can download the white paper on www.truth.co.za forward slash articles forward slash white papers and please feel free to contact me directly on amanda at truth.co.za thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the truth behind loyalty